Please be seated. The air circulation is much better up here than down here. I'm going to stand up here. <laughs> but we had hoped. But we had hoped. We find two of Jesus' disciples. It's been three days since Jesus' crucifixion. And they are exhausted, they are discouraged. The events of Jerusalem over the last few days, frankly, had left them wasted. They wanted to get out of Dodge. They needed to get out of town. So they started walking. They started walking to the town of Emmaus, seven miles outside of Jerusalem. I imagine that they were hoping to get some sense of relief from all of the events. They just had to get away. And as they were walking, they met a stranger on the road. A stranger who stops and says, what are you talking about? And then these two disciples say what may be the three saddest words in Luke's gospel, maybe the three saddest words in all of Scripture. We had hoped. We had hoped. In the past tense, we had hoped. Few things, I believe, are as as tragic as sad as a future that is not to be. We've been there. We know what they're talking about. That energy and enthusiasm that never materialized. The cancer that came back. The door that closed. The heart that broke. The marriage that ended. The child that was never born. The friend who does not get better ever, the hope that never happened. The disciples, their hearts were broken. And in a way, we all know what it feels like. In some way or another, we've all walked on that road to Emmaus at some time when the hope was lost when we had hoped, but we had hoped. So they walked, they discussed, I imagine they wallowed. They probably got angry, angry at everyone, angry at Judas, angry at Pilate, angry at the temple authorities, angry at one another, maybe even angry at Jesus. And it's there, in that broken place, right there, is exactly where Jesus met them. Right there, where they had hoped. And they didn't even know it. They didn't even know it for a while. 
As they walked along, Jesus heard their story. He talked with them. He talked with them about the, about the scriptures, about the faith tradition. And then they invited the stranger to sit at their table, to sit at their table with them. And he broke bread. They broke bread together. And their eyes were opened. In a flash, they saw it all. They knew who he was. They saw the risen Christ, and they knew he was right there with them in their midst. And they said, were not our hearts burning within us as we talked with him along the road? They knew him in the breaking of the bread. Each week we break bread together. It actually is the central act of our shared faith. This breaking bread together, this sharing together. In it, we remember. We remember. We literally put back the pieces together. We take the members and put them together. We do this so that we, like the disciples, can see. So we can see how God is working, how God is present in the regular things of creation and bread and wine. During my children's sermon at 8.45, I took, I took two hosts. Actually, I still have them in my pocket. Two hosts. We're not going to use these. Don't worry. <laughs> and I put them in my eyes like glasses so that we can see God's way, God's will, so that we can see that there is hope, that hope comes out of things that are broken, that God stands where it's, there seems to be no hope and meets us and brings new life. With the bread and the wine, the breaking of the bread, we can see it. And we do it each week because it's so easy so easy to forget, so easy to end up at that place where we had hope. One thing I've loved about being here at St. Paul's is I've just begun to hear your stories of some of the saints of your own community. And a number of you have told me about Father John Thomas and what he said about the Eucharist. Does anyone remember? Food for the journey. I put it on the sign this week. <laughs> Food for the journey. Food for the journey. This bread that we take so that we can see, so that we can be nourished, so that we can see where God is working and we can have hope. St. Augustine said, See the bread and wine, see the bread and wine, 
This is you. You are there on the altar. Be what you receive. Receive who you are. Be what you receive. Receive who you are. In the breaking of bread, together we can see. We can see how God is working in the world. And then we're given nourishment, food for the journey the journey we're all on, individually and together. And then we're changed. We're transformed. We become what we receive. We become God's hope for the world. When we can see it and know it, we become the hope that this hurting world so needs to know right now. So last week, uh, Pope Francis gave a TED Talk. Who saw it? Anyone see it? See, some of you saw it. Some of you are my Facebook friends. That's <laughs> and Aaron can put it on the parish Facebook page um, this week. So Pope Francis gave a TED Talk. Um, it's actually the best TED Talk I've ever seen. And in it, he talks about hope. The topic of the TED conference was about the future. So here's what he said. To Christians, the future has a name, and its name is hope. Feeling hopeful does not mean to be optimistically naive and ignore the tragedy humanity is facing. Hope is the virtue of a heart that doesn't lock itself into darkness that doesn't dwell on the past, does not simply get by in the present, but is able to see a tomorrow. Hope is the door that opens onto the future. Hope is a humble, hidden seed of life that with time will develop into a large tree. It is like some invisible yeast that allows the whole dough to grow that brings flavor to all aspects of life. And it can do so much because a tiny flicker of light that feeds on hope is enough to shatter the shield of darkness. A single individual is enough for hope to exist. And that individual can be you. And then there will be another you and another you, and it turns into an us. And so, does hope begin when we have an us? No, hope begins with one you. When there is an us, there begins a revolution. And he goes on to speak of a revolution of tenderness, of compassion, of love. A revolution that our broken and hurting world needs more than ever right now. So each week we come here and we break bread so that we can see we're given food for the journey so that we can travel, so that you and I, we can be that hope. 
that hope for the world that begins with you, that begins with me, and leads to us together. Amen.